Hello, my loves. So, this episode, welcome. What episode is it? Let me see. I think it's number eight, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually. Welcome to episode, stand by, episode nine. Welcome to Chatty Black Girl. My name is Yasmin. I'm everyone's internet best friend, sister, all of the above, fellow gossiper, key keer. We all love it. If you don't, you're lying. <laughs> Welcome. My voice sounds very raspy and mellow. I'm really feeling it. You know, usually I record these episodes, you know, during the day on Monday or they're extremely pre-recorded, but something like about that just didn't feel right, you know, this time around. So here I am. It's currently 3.12 a.m. I've been binge watching Bel Air. I have a bunch of thoughts on that. I have a bunch of things I want to talk about today. And yeah, I mean, um, if you're also up at this time, hello, how are you guys? Sometimes I really wish you guys could like answer back and it can be like a whole conversation, you know? I would love for all of like, I hate to say that my listeners, like, like you guys are like my friends, so I would love to like have all you guys like in a room for us all to like talk together because we are one big family and I would just love to like know what, what the energy felt like, but hello. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. I love to have you. If you're a returner, hello, babe. Welcome back. We missed you. Um, you should be proud of me. I posted. I'm going to be posting. Actually, not jinx myself. I'm going to be posting tomorrow. So that means I'm back on my weekly schedule. And I already have a super exciting podcast scheduled for next week as well. So that's exciting. But hello. Today is, technically it's Tuesday, but happy Monday slash Tuesday. How was your week? How's it going? How was your last week? I, yeah, I don't know. I wish I could really, you know, talk to you guys, but my voice is a little raspy because I am exhausted, but I feel like I'm really a night owl and I don't know. I'm a night owl and I feel like I produce my best work. Not saying that this is going to be my best work. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but my I don't know, my brain starts to activate more, like, the gears start turning, and I don't know what it is about nighttime, maybe it's because it's not the clock that everyone else is running on, you know, everyone should be asleep, you know, a normal person would be asleep at this time, but here I am, fully awake, but is that hurting me? Probably, my sleep schedule is probably horrendously fucked up backwards all around, but here we are. Uh, if you go to Michigan State, you know it was a national holiday last Thursday. For everyone who, do, who does not go to Michigan State, it was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day last Thursday, and honestly, I'm just going to speak on my day quickly because it was a blur for obvious reasons that I will not get into, um, but I really think it's funny how St. Patrick's Day is truly the only day where cops turn a blind eye to everything there are people there are people doing certain substances on the street there are people opening i mean carrying open alcohol on the street people just doing crazy shit on the street and they're just like whoop to do like playing with their thumbs not giving a fuck which i'm not against you know that probably be way too much work for them do what you got to do because we all had a great time black msu once again turned it out you know there was a day party we were in a park we were hustling we were grilling we were enjoying 
and that's what I love about my school, you know, I can really, it's really easy to dwell on the bad parts of MSU, you know, how, like, it's extreme whiteness, how, you know, sometimes you can really feel crippling, like, imposter syndrome, and you don't, I mean, if you're in a major that's predominantly white, it's really hard to see black MSU in its full glory, but when we have events like this and holidays, it's just really nice and comforting, you know, just to see black people, people who look like you, people who like the same music as you, and I just, whenever I go to a black MSU event, I just feel this, like, my heart just gets warm, and it's just really comforting to me, and I just, I never have a bad time with them, honestly. It's always the best time. I really encourage you, if you go to a PWI, if you go to a predominantly white institution, high school, middle school, whatever, like, find that core group of black people, because they are there. You just haven't found them yet, and I promise you, it makes this big white world feel so much more welcoming and accommodating and comforting. And I just, I love it. Cause that's something I struggled with, you know, I mean, not me getting candid at three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's something I struggled with, you know, coming from a town that is predominantly white, you know, there's already a bunch of shit that's going on. You know, people are saying you're too, you're too black for the white kid, but too white for the black kid. So where do you fit in in this box? How do you navigate growing up and everyone, you know, experimenting with their personalities, with how they look, with just their everything, but you don't feel, everyone has a box that they fit into. And so badly I wanted to be in a box and I'm so happy I wasn't. I I don't know. I mean, everyone when they're 12 and 13, you know, you want to be categorized so badly. You want to fit in. And when you're going to a predominantly, predominantly white school, that's not going to happen. My hair doesn't come out of my head straight. I'm not super white. I don't wear the same clothes you guys wear. I don't listen to the same music. And it's And that's the beauty of, you know, finding a core group of black friends, black, I mean, for me, having women around me who support me no matter what is just, um, I could cry about it. It's so, but let me hop out of that candid thing because I was going to get serious later on and we're only about seven minutes. And so let me get to the fun stuff first, then we can hop back in. So St. Patrick's Day, I was in bed by nine o'clock. It was great. Slept for 16 hours. Woke up the next morning refreshed, like nothing ever happened, and it was great. If I saw you on St. Patty's Day, hey, if I didn't, we got next year, babes. <laughs> but like I said earlier before, I have been binging uh, Bel Air. Thank you, Imani, for giving me her Peacock account because I was not going to pay for another streaming service. Get you a best friend who really treats you right in this world. But I have a whirlwind of thoughts. I I have so many thoughts and I might sound monotoned or very unamused, but I'm heated on the inside. I'm just exhausted. So just know my tone is meant to be more excitable right now, but I don't know where this mysterious rasp came from. So we're going to run with it and we're going to, we're going to love her. 
So, first off, they made Fresh Prince of Bel-Air this new spinoff. And this is probably the first spinoff that genuinely I have liked. I I have not... I'm, I was okay with the Gossip Girl reboot. I'm okay with... I can't even think on top of my head. I'm so fucking tired. But this is the only reboot that I can think of at this very moment that isn't mediocre, to, to be honest. Like, yes, they kept the ele- some elements from the show, you know, from the original show, you know, the um, the storyline, the plot, the characters' names, yada, yada, yada. But they really upped the ante on the dramatics. Like, if you haven't watched it, I really urge you to, because I'm going to be talking about things that I'm not going to give a spoiler a spoiler alert I really don't care because I'm here to watch it. If you're late, you are late like me, and that's just what we have to go through. I'm sorry. Um, but the first episode, I didn't think I was going to like it. And then I went to the first episode. When I finished it, I was like, yeah, time to binge. And I have this problem that when I really enjoy a show, I have to finish it in the same day that I started. And I'm not sure what that means, if that's a personality trait, if that's something, I don't know, if there's a screw missing in my head and I have to finish everything that I start, but I literally, I'm on the last episode of the season or what they've released right now, but they've really, like, dramatic, it's not even a word, dramatic, they really made the show dramatic, and, like, the reasoning for Will coming to Bel Air, crazy, I, I did think he cried a little too much, not gonna lie, but for good reasons, I'm not gonna shame a black man for crying, feeling his emotions. I'm not. I think maybe I was just, maybe we're just not used to seeing men cry. And that's why maybe I'm saying that, which is okay. We're all unlearning things, but let me get into Carlton. Cause he's a fucking bitch. Carlton. What's that one TikTok? Like Rachel, you stupid, ugly bitch. Like what's that one? Yeah, that's Carlton. And I'm just at the point where, where tables are kind of turning and we're starting to like him, but I still do not rock with him. Like, Carlton, as a black man, why are you okay with being loved only by the white people? Why are you letting Connor, Tommy, Ethan, Brad, Chad, Luke, Duke, all the <laughs> not me going off like that, letting them say the N-word when I was astonished when Will had walked into the locker room and the white boy was saying da 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 and saying the N-word up, down, and center. And Carlton was like, yeah, yeah, that's my friend. And then Will goes, are you not mad? He goes, bro, chill out. It's not that serious, sir. Blink twice if you need help because clearly you've been brainwashed and you're in the sunken place. Because what the fuck? Uh, at first, I didn't know how I felt about Uncle Phil. I'm not going to lie. I still think that he's using Will for his campaign, but not as much as I did with like the first two, three episodes. I'm on episode eight right now. I haven't started it. I'm on eight. I really did think that he was using Will just to have, you know, the black vote. You know, here's this black politician who people think is a sellout. So now he's trying to, you know, get back with the black community and this and that. And Will was that meal ticket. So he was trying to do quote unquote philanthropic work by, you know, taking in his nephew from, you know, the rough streets of Philly, but just to help his own gain. And I really did not like that, but I love how they're building 
you know, a relationship and he's kind of becoming that the, fa- the father that Will never had. But where is his dad? Because there was a part in the episode where Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil were alluding that maybe they had something to do with it. Did they put him away? Did they, did he die? Is he, is he, where, where is the dad? Where is he? I think, I really think that maybe they had something to do with it. And maybe that's the reason why her and Vul's mom don't talk anymore. Because we haven't talked about that. Why is your own sister not talking to you in your big age? Your only sister, please. What else did I write here? I have notes that I'm trying to follow because I know I'm so exhausted. Let's see. Oh, (laughs) ew, I'm so funny. I'm so cringy. So I also typed here and I quote, why did Lisa, what did Lisa see in that little ass man Carlton to date him? All caps. That's verbatim what I wrote. But honestly, I'm really sick of TV shows having this like incestual love story where someone is dating someone in the family and then a new family member shows up and then they just automatically fall in love with the new family member. Why isn't that a red flag? Why aren't we talking about how Lisa and Will really, if we're thinking about it, they really shouldn't be together, <laughs> if we're being fair, if we're being fucking honest. Because if someone dated my cousin and then turned around and tried to move to me, back up. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, No. And they did that in Gossip Girl. They do that in a million and one shows. And I'm so sick of it. Like, there are a million girls in that school. And you and you had to fall in love with the one who dated your cousin. So I kind of understand why Carlton has this, you know, this issue with them. Not saying that what he does in the show is supportive. I don't support that at all. But there's just no way that your cousin is dating your ex. And shit is sweet and everyone's turning a blind eye like nothing ever happened. Like, that's that's weird. It actually is fucking weird. And, but also, I need to question Lisa's taste in men. Because how the hell do you go from this shorty bumpy Carlton and his hating ass short? He's a small man who gives small energy to Will's fine ass. This tall, motivated, loves his family gonna ride for his city all this stuff he's all about you and here's Carlton you you can't compare the two it's like apples and oranges what does that even mean I don't know but they're so vastly different that the spectrum of her taste is off it really is also I wrote here verbatim Carlton reminds me of people who can't let you be great (laughs) and it's true because um, I think Carlton was really used to being the only black kid in the all-white school. And when you're the only black kid in the all-white school, you're popular because, like I said, you're the only black kid in the white school. And they're, they're like, what's the word? Not fantasize. They're, what? It's fucking 3.30 in the morning. What's the word? They're like mesmerized by you. Because it's like, ooh, we can look, but we can't touch. Like, we've never seen this before. This new being, yada, yada, yada. But once Will is finally somewhat getting his foot into the door at the school, here comes Carlton, you know, thotting and trotting because he's jealous that Will is 
doing his thing. And that really reminds me that there are some really some hateful ass people in this world that will literally prey on your downfall. And they are witches. They are really witches because there's no way that you see someone, your family member succeed and it makes you mad, physically ill to the point where you want to set them up and hurt their success. I haven't, I have not seen or heard anything more evil in my entire life. My family, it's one thing if it's a stranger, but not my family. Hold on. I need a water break. Hold on guys. I'm heated. Sorry about that. I'm trying to do this in one go. So I don't have to edit or do anything. So this is me being authentic. So if you hear me burp, I'm sorry. If I'm breathing heavy, I'm sorry. Can't if you hear me drinking water, shit, it'd be like that. Y'all decide to click play. So here we are. And this authentic, you know, crazy ass setup that I have going on. But yeah. Those are my thoughts on Bel Air at the moment. I really do want you guys to watch it so we can all talk about it together because I can only imagine what else is going to happen. Is that one guy really dead? Oh, Jeffrey is a roadman. <laughs> Jeffrey is a fucking roadman. Because there's no way that he knows. He's, he reminds me, like, if Ashtray was grown. Like, he is on everyone's ass. He knows everyone's next move. And that shit is so crazy to me. It is so crazy to me. But he really does rock with those people but I want to know his background like I want them to go like deep into you know how he became who he is why he's a road man because there's a lot to be talking about a lot but oh one last thing about um Bel-Air well not really about Bel-Air it's more about like you know how we all have a million and one streaming platform we have Netflix Hulu Peacock Disney Plus everything under the fucking sun but i just have an issue um don't y'all think that it's kind of backwards as fuck that i pay for a streaming service not all of them but there are a few but why are there commercials and something that i'm paying for on my laptop like this is not cable i i got this because i don't have cable so what the fuck <laughs> can we talk about that why are we using commercials i don't understand I really don't understand. That's my last thought on all of that. Um, let me guys know if you guys have any, any other recommendations. I've never used Peacock until today, so I don't really know what's on there. I saw that Adele had like a live um, performance that she streamed through there, so I think I'm going to watch that because her album, I'm really like listening to I Drink Wine like, like it just came out. Like It is so good and I really had to like if you know me I love music sorry for this tangent but like taught like basically the song if you're really deeping it it's you know we shouldn't be taking ourselves too seriously and you know when we have breakups when we have heartbreaks friendship heartbreaks you know boyfriend girlfriend heartbreaks you know we have to we shouldn't turn to certain things that might fill the void temporarily but you know face yourself face the heartbreak face face the hurt and you know you give yourself time to wallow in that you know it's okay to be sad for a little bit as long as you you know you move on you pick yourself up you keep going so once i read you know what the song was about with her divorce and how you know she apparently adele 
um, give up alcohol while writing the album because she wanted to fully hone in on how she was feeling and really feeling her feelings and her emotions and understanding everything in her divorce. I commend her for that's really hard to do and hard to admit, honestly, because, you know, in college we see drinking as something fun to do, but some people really do turn to it as a coping mechanism just to get through the day when shit gets hard. So I, I commend you. I really urge you guys to, you know, if there's a song that you really love, look up the meaning behind it because these, these songwriters, these producers, they don't just write the songs for, for fuck all. Like they these are people's like lives, you know? And I don't know why I'm getting this deep. This is actually really strange, <laughs> but we're about to get even deeper. So I, sorry, not sorry, but this question, I'm taking a black gender studies class and we had a guest speaker today and she asked a question that genuinely kind of left me speechless because I didn't, I didn't know how to answer it. I was left feeling kind of overwhelmed by the question because I had so many feelings about it. So I really want to ask you guys, see what you guys think. So it is a black gender studies class. We were talking about queerness black culture, all of that. And then we got into the conversation of success in school and education, all that kind of stuff. And she asked the question, and this is not verbatim, and I wish I would have written it down, but just a gist of the, like a summary of the question that if, what would you right now, if you found out that your success was not being measured by money anymore? Like, Ooh, sorry, I have a hiccup. What would you be doing if you didn't have, you know, the stress of making money? And it it really stumped me. I I didn't know how to feel, you know? Would we be in school? Would school exist? How would a family unit look? Will we have family pressures anymore? And, you know, I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And sorry if this, if this is a, a more serious episode with what I'm talking about, but it really, it really got to me because I feel like me personally, growing up in an African household, like, I felt this, like, cri- almost crippling anxiety and stress, and every time I would think about my future, like, my stomach would be in absolute bits and in knots because, you know, if your parents reach one level, you're meant to go double or triple to be, to be even considered successful. So let's say my dad makes X amount of money. If I make that same amount, I'm not successful. I have to make more than that to be considered, you know, something. And it, I don't know how I felt about it because would I be doing what I'm doing Am I choosing a career based off monetary value of standard of living to have the proper quality of life I want? Would I be in school? What would I be doing? Would I have a hobby? Would I be doing something that fulfilled me? Like what? I feel like in the past few weeks, I've been feeling very unfulfilled. And that's something hard to admit, you know? Like I, I feel like I've been just moving, like just going in in with the motions, you know, day in and day out, every day kind of feels the same, you know, I'm, I'm being productive, but nothing is really fulfilling me right now, and when the professor asked the question to the class, 
I really wondered, like, what would I be doing? Would I be, would I even be doing this podcast? Would I, would I be more in tune with music and really explore that side of myself? If you know me, you know, when I was middle school and early high school, I would sing, I would post, I would post covers. I would literally, I was, I was convinced at 13 that by in my 20s, I'd be performing at Madison Square Garden on my own headline tour. So like, would I be, you know, engaging more in music? Would I, would I be happier? You know, what, what if we, if we don't use money to measure our success and sometimes measure our happiness, what is that new measure then? You know, would it be replaced by something else by, you know, another value that we give monetary value to? Or would it, or would we just have like a complete better standard of living? I, I don't know. I really don't know. And I urge you guys to think about that too, because in turn, you know, obviously we can't change how the world goes around, but she said, she was saying, you know, as young people, as young black people, if we spend every day not living in the moment, eventually we're going to grow old and we're going to be unhappy and wondering what if. And that that's probably my biggest fear is having a what if, not going for what I want, not telling people how I feel about them, not achieving what I achieve or doing all that I think I could. So I don't know. The question leaves me very, I'm still thinking about the question as I'm talking. I just, it's so powerful. And I want you guys to ask your friends too, because maybe that could unlock that, you know, a new, a new fire inside of you that, you know, why can't I do this? Why just because I want to make X amount of money, why can't I go explore music more? Why can't I put more of my effort into this podcast? Why can't I tell people how I feel and live in the moment? Because I have a really bad problem. And I've noticed it in me and in my friends as well that we, and maybe I'm not sure if it's a, if it's, you know, a gen, what even generation are we? Gen Z, Gen X, whatever the fuck we are. I don't know if it's a generational thing that we have a hard time living in the moment because everything is just go, go, go. And once you have this one achievement, how are we topping it? You know, there's never any time to really sit in your success and be like, you know what? I am proud of myself. I like, wow. Like sometimes when I have free time, it stresses me out. You know, the free time you're meant to have to, to really be your, to do what you want, be yourself, just exist. I find it hard to exist sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to be productive. I need to be on the next project. I need to be getting my name out there. I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And no, sometimes I just want to take a fucking nap. (laughs) Is that so hard? I don't think so. I just want to take a nap sometimes and that's okay. I, I think this year I really want to explore different hobbies, explore things that make me genuinely happy, that that really fulfill me. I want to be fulfilled. I'm turning 21 this year. I think the greatest gift I could give to myself and the greatest advice I could give to you guys as, you know, my online friends, my real friends, my all the above, my babes, let's just be fulfilled. Do anything that you need to be that you need to do to be fulfilled. If that's painting, drawing, going for a walk, 
listening to music, traveling, you know, spending time talking to a friend you haven't spoken to in years, catching up, going to a coffee shop by yourself, like be fulfilled. And as black people, I feel like we 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 find it so hard to exist in our own spaces without feeling like we need to be um over exuding ourselves and sometimes let's just relax let's learn to relax you know and with that I have a song recommendation that quite relaxes me music is my my gateway to just feeling myself and feeling at home and feeling comforted so I told you guys I want to continue with my weekly song recommendations so this week I'm recommending we're still friends by Donny Hathaway, the live version though. Um, if you haven't heard Don- Donny Hathaway, he is incredible. Um, he was really big around like the, I want to say the 80s and 90s, maybe even the 70s. Let me let me clock it. Let me not do my man's dirty like this because that would be quite embarrassing. Let me see what his discount. Yeah, so the 70s. So he came out. Oh early 70s. My honest bad, Donnie, my babe, my bad. But this song is amazing. It's just talking about, I I just, I can't do it just, it's just so amazing, you know, go listen to it. It's so raw. It's so beautiful. Um, Yeah, that's, I'm going to leave it at that. You know, it's 341. I'm going to leave you guys with this. If you've if you enjoyed this more serious episode, let me know. Sometimes I like to get candid. Not everything is, you know, funny and joke worthy. Sometimes I just want to talk like we're talking to my friends. You guys are my friends. So if you did like the podcast, be sure to continue the conversation using the hashtag chattyblackgirl. Follow me on Instagram at chattyblackgirl at yasmbangura. Everything will be linked below. I love you guys so, so much. Have an amazing week. Be fulfilled, listen to some good music, go on a walk, be yourself, and have a good day, guys.